0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to Behind the Spacebar. This is episode 14, How to Improve Your Rehearsals. Behind the Spacebar is a podcast for playback techs, musicians, music directors, really anyone performing on stage with Ableton Live. Um, If this is your first time, welcome, I'm glad you're here. And if you've returned uh, from listening to previous episodes, then thanks for coming back. I'm super excited. Today, we're not talking about tracks. Today, we'll talk a little bit, I guess, about tracks. I have a couple tips and tricks in here. But I want to talk about something that will improve the sound of your band. uh, Tracks is, is something that will improve the sound of your band. Playing to a click or with a click. Will improve the sound of your band, but I want to talk about something that will improve the the sound of your performance. Um, that will make everyone feel better with uh, uh, performing on stage. Uh, if you're doing this in a church context as a worship leader, this will give you more freedom on stage. You'll you'll um, feel like you could focus on leading worship, uh, and that is having a better rehearsal. So. Today I just want to share kind of rapid fire some, um, uh, tips and tricks that I have that will improve your rehearsal. And this applies whether you're a garage band, whether you're a band that's going to go do pre-production before you head out on tour. Uh, or if you're a worship leader, that does this every single week weekend and week out. Um, uh, I think these tips are going to help. I would love to hear in the comments, though, share one tip. Just let me know uh, one tip that uh, uh, has improved your rehearsal, something you've implemented that's improved rehearsals with your band, um, uh, uh, with your worship team, whatever it is, however you're doing it. So let's dive in again. My goal is to not try to harp on a lot of these, but just give you some rapid fire things that uh, I think will will really help. Number one, define rehearsal. Rehearsal is not practice. This is the biggest thing I've seen particularly when I'm working with churches, organizations um, that have a lot of different people involved, a lot of different people. It's not just because they're volunteers, but just a large group of people, varying degrees of uh, ability and skill is a lot of times when we say rehearsal, what we're really talking about is practice, Uh, or a lot of us treat rehearsal as practice. What I mean by that is practice is when you learn your parts, rehearse is when you bring them all together. Practice is personal, rehearsal is corporate. What I mean by that is practice is where i grab my iphone i listen to the song um i go um and just like figure out my section to this. I rehearse my guitar part. I learned the solo. Uh, I learned the core changes for this rehearsals. When I come together with the whole band to add all my parts together. So big mistake I always see people make is they treat rehearsals practice. The absolute worst thing you can do. Um, and th- but this is going to get me into step two is to show up to rehearsal and go, great, we're going to do a new song. Let's try this. Now. Um, I see a lot of worship leaders do that, but I definitely see bands that I've been in that are just kind of more informal hang out. Let's like Play some music. Let's have a good time, kind of thing. Um, that tends to be a situation, a scenario where it's like, let's show up and let's learn it. Step two, I would encourage you is get everyone content beforehand. Let's say uh, we're in a band, we we rehearse in my garage. We're literally a garage band in all sense of the word um, uh, of the term. Typically, it's like we're hanging out, having a good time. I get that; it's fun. You are with your buddies, but instead of showing up and learning a song, go, hey, what do you guys think about learning this song? Uh, we've got a show coming up in a couple weeks get people the mp3 if it's a brand new song that you've written get them the demo of it um i always say like let's talk about the lowest least common denominator here you just you're a songwriter you're the, the, the front person of the band, you just wrote a song, Um, literally grab your iPhone and record a demo. You know, if you can't um, be bothered to set a mic up and plug in Ableton live into your interface, use Ableton live, that's fine. Least common denominator. Just give me a version of the song to hear beforehand. Maybe give me some thoughts on, It'd be cool to have a guitar solo here to do this, that sort of thing, (laughs) but get people content beforehand. So that again, respecting what we said at first, we don't turn rehearsal into practice. Let's keep practice personal, Let's learn our parts. Let's bring everything together for rehearsal as a corporate thing altogether. Okay. Uh, Number three, use rehearsal as a way to bring the parts together. We already talked about this. Uh, um, Close your eyes for a second. Imagine this with me. I think of an orchestra. An orchestra would be highly dysfunctional if everyone just came in and played what they wanted to. Uh, It would be highly dysfunctional if the individual musicians' individual parts did not uh, learn their part before rehearsal. So use rehearsals a way to bring the parts together and use rehearsals a way to think more about the big picture, to combine all the parts together, uh, to make sure everything sounds good together. It's less of, let me learn the chord progression here. Let me learn, you know, how to solo over this. And it's more of how does it sound when we all bring it together? Okay. Uh, next thing I have for you, and this is practical and it's tied towards, uh, those of us using tracks, uh, which I think is helpful, but add original tracks. And I call uh what i mean by original track um the mp3 purchase from itunes the the demo version of the song you have um uh, a recording from your last show of the band doing this song um add original tracks to your ableton file so you can hear lyrics you can hear parts you can reference it um i see this a lot almost every episode i say let me pick on worship leaders but let me pick on worship leaders for a moment i see this often in the church world where um people will uh show up to rehearsal they'll treat rehearsal like practice and they'll go okay let's listen to this new song and what do they do they hold their phone up to their mic uh and they literally play the song from their iphone through the mic in no sense form fashion in any universe in any multiverse is that an acceptable way to learn a song Um, I mean, I guess you could do it if it's uh, you're in a pinch and you're in a bind, but one, go back to what we said before, send that song out to everyone beforehand. But, um, two, if you want to reference it during rehearsal, add it to your Ableton session, sync it to your click alongside your stem. So if you need to reference it, you can just unmute it and you can listen to it. And it's in everyone's in-ears as opposed to being a doofus and holding your phone up to your mic. Mm -hmm. Next thing, this is another practical one for those of us using tracks. If you're listening to this podcast, I got to imagine you're probably uh, one of the select few, the, the chosen few that's using tracks. Keep all your stems in your file so that at any point you could solo out one of those to reference to learn a part. Uh, what I teach people is do not download a song. Uh, do not take a song from the studio and go, oh, we've got drums, we've got guitar, we've got bass. We'll never need that. So I'm going to delete all those from my session and just have what I need. We we just don't have a keys player, so we're just going to have click and we're going to have synth and we're going to have keys parts. No, have everything. Because you're in rehearsal and the drummer goes, man, what what part did I play on that, uh, that section? And you play the original track like we talked about before, which is helpful and beneficial. Um, but then... Uh, you go, Oh, I, it's hard for me to hear. Is it, or is it boom, 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 or whatever? I don't know. I'm not a drummer I'm making stuff up here. If you have the drum part, you can literally solo that during rehearsal. Um, and hear the exact part, which is super, super helpful. Now let's, let's wrap up the tail end of this, some tips for rehearsal, for running rehearsal that I've found to be effective and beneficial. Um, uh, number one, have some sort of structure have some sort of timeline to your rehearsal. Um, this is super important. I'm gonna share a, a very practical tip here in a second, um, but I, I realized as I was preparing for this episode that that particular tip doesn't apply to every scenario. I was thinking of some buddies of mine that just went through pre-production for the tour they're about to go on, uh, and they rehearsed for two or three days in Nashville before they hit the road. I'm thinking of my buddy David, who's about to head out on a tour, I think in April, end of April, and they're gonna head into pre-production. Have some sort of structure, some sort of timeline so that people see the end, the end in mind, right? Uh, If you're doing a three days of rehearsal, just three days of monotonous running on and on and on of rehearsal isn't going to help, isn't going to work. But you know, send a, a, a schedule out to everyone. Now, if you've got a tour manager, production manager, they're probably going to do this. But again, I I don't know what scale, what stage, where you are in this timeline, whether you're the person in charge, your production person, your playback person, you're the worship leader, whatever you are, whatever role you are. If you have a part in that and you can help with it, then yeah, make it easy for everyone and and send out some sort of structure and go, okay, today we're going to run each individual song. And then we're going to bring all the parts together uh, and uh, and then we'll rehearse the set and we'll work on our transitions. Uh, I didn't plan on doing this, but even as I say that it reminds me of in that context In longer rehearsals I've had, um, this has been something that's been really beneficial um, is split that up into those different segments. So day one, particularly when I'm talking about running tracks, doesn't have to be day one, but the first part of the rehearsal is we're going to work on individual songs. We're not talking about transitions we're not talking about set lists we're working on individual songs we run a song we open an ableton set how's it sound how the pieces come together good again depending on the scale the scope of things you're at Uh, if you're working with professional musicians that do this full time there's going to be very few songs that you really have to like teach someone their part or clarify a part but it's an opportunity to do something unique I love watching the super bowl, watching Grammys, watching performances where someone takes a song that we've heard a million times before, and they do a new version of it. A new take on it, a new spin on it where, uh, you know, it was acoustic. Now it's electronic. It was electronic. Now it's acoustic. Take that day, that first third of your rehearsal, however you're splitting up, whether it's a a, a day or it's across three days, it take the time to do that. Focus on individual songs. Okay. Now, um, the second half of this start talking about sets, start talking about transitions. Maybe you're going to do some medleys of songs. Maybe you're going to combine this song and that song, and we'll do a new version of it. We're going to really focus on our transitions. And then finally, the third half of this, kind of combined with the second half, second and third half are kind of together is we're going to focus on set. So for me as a playback tech, as someone using Ableton live, that's then the point where I take my formatted songs and I bring them together in the set. I try really hard when I'm working with artists to split it. Individual song, let's get that right. New versions of songs, great, let's get that right. Then let's start talking about possible transitions, medleys of things, and then let's practice individual sets. You know, I'll, everyone I've ever worked with, traveled with, um, uh, Bill Ableton content for, consulted with, has a standard set and then some variations. Use that third half of your tour, uh, of your rehearsal, your pre-production time to figure that out. Okay, Um, but again, going back to what I said before this that led me into this tangent um, is have some sort of structure, share the vision of this so that people know where you're going and what you're working on. Uh, Now, let's say something that's going to feel like I'm competing against this, but it's a different context. If you are just uh, meeting together with your band and you've got a show in a couple weeks and you're rehearsing and getting ready. If you're a worship leader doing this weekend and week out every single time, no more than an hour. That's what I found is kind of the breaking point for rehearsals. I know some people that get together and they have like three to four hour marathon rehearsals. If it's fun and it's working for you, great. But what I typically find in those situations is it's working for the one person that's unprepared or the few people that are unprepared. And man, the people that were prepared and have done their part are, are pretty pissed off. Maybe I shouldn't say pissed off. They're, they're pretty irritated. They're like, you're wasting my time and you're turning. Typically, when rehearsals go over an hour, it's not because you like really love hanging out and these are your friends. It's because you're turning rehearsal into practice. Go back to step number one, what we talked about there at the beginning. So, I think if you treat rehearsal as rehearsal, rehearsal typically, again, I'm trying to stereotype, uh, like make a, a blanket statement that's stereotypical, but it, I think typically it should not be more than an hour. If it's more than an hour, you're being inefficient, you're not giving people material beforehand, you're treating rehearsal as if it's practice. Generally speaking, I find that to be the case. If you're preparing for a show, then don't schedule a 4-hour rehearsal. I found it's better to schedule four 1-hour rehearsals. Focus on a few songs, focus on a few songs. Rehearsal 3, what's fancy new stuff we can do. Rehearsal 4, we practice the set a few times. Or rehearsal 3, we we like put a bow on a few things, we rehearse our set. Rehearsal 4, we rehearse our set. We show up for our show in 2 weeks and we're good to go. Uh, tips to, to make your rehearsal be less than an hour, keep it moving. Don't stay too long in the same topic, much like me doing a podcast, harping on a particular thing, getting stuck on it. If you're struggling with the section, move on. Uh, if it's an individual person that's struggling, um, don't be afraid. Like I say, call them out. Don't be a jerk about it, but just go, Hey, Tom, you know, make it feels like that part just working on that a little bit better. Or, hey, uh, uh, John Boy and Billy, you guys work on your guitar parts better so that they sync up a little better. Whatever it is. Um, um, Don't spend too much time on one part because that's what starts to make rehearsals drag is when you run it and you run it and you run it and you run it. On the flip side of that, though, don't move past it unless you have it. I always tell people this. Don't let the first time you step on stage and perform live be the first time you played through the song completely like correctly. you know, I I had a scenario, I was in Florida, um, was playing in this church context, uh, in this particular ministry, and we kept struggling with this one song. uh, And there was lack of clarity as to whether we went to the six or we went to the one or we went to a one or we went to one over three, uh, who did what, where we did, what our structure was. And uh, we struggled to get through that in rehearsal. But guess what we did? We left rehearsal, we never clarified and we went into the performance and we were all just kind of looking at each other like, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know where we're going to go. We made the best of it, but I always tell people don't let live, don't let the first time you step on stage, uh, the, don't let when you step on stage be the first time you've actually played that song in entirety correctly. Okay. Uh, final thing I want to say here is if you have to cut a song, if you need to, if you're looking at a um, uh, rehearsal for a show in two weeks and you're working on running all your songs and you get to a particular song that you're struggling with; it's just not working, it's just not clicking. Then you know what? Move past it. That's perfectly fine. Just go. Okay, we need a little more time. We don't have that time. Um, this is something that I struggle with knowing my limits. I, I have. Uh, I always joke that I'm a high achiever, but I'm really lazy. So I have like big dreams, but then I'm too lazy to do them. So I just live in a constant state of disappointment. Is is my joke, which is slightly true uh i'm a happy man i have a great great life but um uh like don't set these grand visions of we're going to play this amazing hour-long rock opera that's a medley of all of our songs and blah, blah 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 if it's ain't if it ain't working and you have a show in two weeks don't kill yourself unless like this is your showcase this is your chance to make it big to quit the job at the kmart and move out of the basement um unless it's like a your big moment then just go we bit off more than we could chew Um, uh, As my dad used to say growing up in North Carolina, your eyes were bigger than your belly hole, which means you ordered more food than you could eat. That's a weird saying, but I I think it makes sense. I think you get it. Um, But think about it. If you've tried to go too big, scale it down and just go, we're going to cut this song. Um, We're not going to do it this week. We'll come back to another week. Um, Now, if you're listening to this as someone who's using tracks, wants to use tracks, you want a little bit of extra help in that process. uh, Here's a great tip I have for you. Head to FromstudioSage.com/slash free. I've got hundreds of dollars worth of free resources that you can download for free just by sharing your name and email. Everything from click tracks to a tracks template to guide queue files to timecode files to control. Uh, and trigger automation elements. So if you're listening to this, and I imagine you are, if you're listening to a podcast called Behind the Space Bar, if you're listening to this as someone interested in Ableton, then head to from studiostage.com slash free. Check out those free resources. And if you enjoyed this content, I release a new episode every single Monday. But even better than that, I release a new podcast and or tutorial every single day, 10 a.m. central here on, on YouTube. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, podcast click the link to head over to youtube uh and do do me a favor two favors actually two things that are going to help and benefit you hit subscribe and then to hit the bell icon so you're notified whenever i post new content you can join in on the uh the premiere chat with people like-minded people watching it all over the world um and, and 2 you're notified when the piece of content comes out if you like it you can click through and watch it if you don't like it then you can move on to the next one Uh, But with that, I will see you all next week. Thanks so much for joining me and hanging out. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. And bye.